August 15, 1483, the Sistine Chapel is consecrated, fulfilling Jesus' desire for a bitchin' crib. Welcome to The Revisionists. I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. Oh, 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 I'm I'm Jason Wardell. Sorry. I didn't realize I had to do my own introduction. Yeah, Jason and I were distracted by Brian counting himself in silently. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was also for your benefit. Thanks. We could do that again if we. I mean, no, that's fine. I guess this is just like the alternate history where manners don't exist, <laughs> and that's fine by me. Jason, do you want to say a few words about yourself? The listener doesn't know who the fuck you are. Shit. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Those are two words. completely necessary. I'm I'm Jason. (laughs) I'm from Denver. I'm on this podcast now, which I guess is is my most recent achievement. This is our former comedy cohort when we three are in a room together. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. You used to do stand-up. Now you do husbanding. I do husbanding. Husbandry. We, husbandry. The, That's yeah. sure. Our days is the what was our game called? <laughs> the Yuck 'em Up Brothers. Uh, <laughs> the yeah, yeah, the Yakov Smirnoff Brothers. Yeah, right. Yep. yep. I don't have a third one. Those were both great guys. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Both. See, I'm a real husband now. The Smuckers Brothers. That's why you're no Good longer job. in the group. We <laughs> yeah, set that's you why up for a Smuckers Brothers reference and nothing. <laughs> what we do on this podcast, if you're unfamiliar, is each episode we take a topic from history. One of us presents the a true story of what happened, and another person presents an alternate history. And then we vote, and the winning story becomes accepted history going forward. And our topic for this week is Cleopatra. Coming at ya. Cleopatra. Uh, so far, the rhyme yeah. is not great. I have, well, I mean, it rhymes. We have used the, I don't the same line that, twice. I don't think there's we're any, on line three, so. There are very few words that end in a schwa, I feel like. That's why you have to end with a cha. Uh, <laughs> with cha. Yeah, I, I, sorry, I forgot the first rule of rap. Light fixture. Uh, no, I, oh. I, I just want to point out that, that Brian at one point did know the first rule of rap. Meth mixture. And, uh, yeah, I mean. I you, think that's, that's exciting. The first that's, rule of rap being. You start every rap with, my name is blank, and I'm here to say. <laughs> say. <laughs> Rule number one, with a bullet. Yeah. The bullet and that killed Tupac. <laughs> and several other rappers. Well, those were other bullets. The bullets. They didn't use the same bullet. Well, yeah, there are many bullets. There are a lot of rules to rap, actually, I feel like. and Yeah. And one of them is not, we have to reuse the bullets. <laughs> it's not about a bullet famine in the <laughs> rap game. I think there is a rule that does say that, like, three white dudes are going to talk about However, it. However, yeah. I could see a popular hip-hop song called Bullet Famine. Bullet Famine? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> From the album Bullets Aren't Cheap, which is actually a Steve Martin <laughs> SNL thing now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ooh, the privilege is thick in here, gentlemen. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> is it? Yeah. <laughs> is it? Well, true. All right. So basically, uh, <laughs> the roles we're saying today, in the immortal words of the bard, a say. I feel like you say, say that. he was. He would have said that. A say. So today, I'm going to be the judge. Mm-hmm. A role mm-hmm. you're very familiar with. I've done it. He once loves before. it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, I have the power of the gods. Once, literally, the power of the gods to say what is true and what is false. What is shoe and what is false? What is true? I think I said true. It you sounded said... like you said shoe. <laughs> what is shoe and what is false? Whatever. You know, Zach, I'm on your side on this one. I think that yes. Well, I'm, I'm... going to start sucking up right now. <laughs> and there's no way to prove me wrong. You really, the, the judge, the role of the judge brings very little power on this show. Uh, objection? <laughs> <laughs> Sustained. <laughs> So, Cleop, I'm going to be presenting the true story. I'm going to present a different true story. No mm. less true, but different. And 
I just want to say at the outset, I was kind of hoping this would pan out a little differently when this topic came up, rather than having three dudes in the room, but... Pretty privilegy up in here. Mm. Well, also just because I, I don't want to give just another male perspective on one of the most prominent female figures in ancient history, but that's kind of how it ended up, and I feel like that's I That's how it often hands, ends up, right? And that's, like, white dudes ultimately decide the thing? Yeah, basically. Also, yeah. when I say I feel like I trust us, that's the thing any yeah. Yeah, member of absolutely. the patriarchy says. Besides, we should just appreciate it up. at this point. We should I just... think the damage was done by centuries and centuries of white male historians. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> true. Very true. I mean, we so are let's just continue it, guys. We're not. Game. This is the, no offense, Brian, Zach. This is this is a podcast. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna we're not gonna tear apart of the historical infrastructure based on this podcast right here. We can try. We can try. I'm not saying that I don't want to try. Maybe don't get your hopes up. Yeah, I mean, my hopes weren't up, but my fears were up. Basically. Okay, okay. Which is how I usually operate. I was going to say, that sounds like day-to-day. Mm-hmm. Day-to-day operation. Basically. Hopes down, fears up. Hopes down, fears up. Also a popular oh, hip-hop. Yeah, hip-hop rule. lyrics. Yeah. It's the it's the follow-up to, to Bullets Aren't Cheap. <laughs> Bullet Famine, I think it was called, yeah. Oh. Uh, in doing the research for Cleopatra, the first thing I learned is that Googling Cleopatra is a great way to find information on Julius Caesar and Mark Antony oh. and other men who are not Cleopatra. I honestly at all. thought that sentence was going to end with the word porn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cleopatra porn. I'm sure it exists yeah. in some actually pretty well lit corner of the internet. Yes. Um, the lighting they they spend money on lighting. I'm sure it was popular. if they do any if they spend money on anything it's lighting. At the time there had to be a lot of unofficial Cleopatra porn like among the commoners. Yeah. Well, I mean, all the official hieroglyphs of all of her were she was naked. Yeah, man, we are really we I really mean, got to reinforce in this patriarchy thing quick. That's fine. We can just this, uh, just uh, yeah, just roll with it. Is, Rule thirty four has existed long before the internet. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah if, if there's a subject out there, it is carved into stone in pornographic form. Yeah. If there's anything out there, yeah. I feel like I'm after you guys leave. I am going to go on a Google binge for stone tablet pornography just to see what I can find, and then I will never be seen again. Because <laughs> It'll be a weird terror, terror drone situation. I feel like it's a good way to accidentally summon a demon. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I can see that turning into like a Hellraiser situation yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. You read the hieroglyph, we came, <laughs> then you came, and then... You're gonna, in that order. Yeah. Forget the so line the between demon, pain and pleasure. Yeah. The demons actually <laughs> came, and then I came even while the demons were there. The trick is that the demons are inside you. Yeah. Wait, inside. Oh, so, wow. This is getting deep. Yeah. Guys, so we wanna, we just, this is all a front. We wanted to talk to you kids about <laughs> porn and the dangers it presents. So Cleopatra was one of the Ptolemies, the group of pharaohs who took over Egypt after Alexander the Great conquered it. The Ptolemies had a practice of marrying brother to sister or uncle to niece. And all of the men in the family were named Ptolemy and all of the women were named Cleopatra. So looking at her family tree is the most confusing thing it's like it's like trying to read a ball of yarn that's on fire. I'm going to do a quick side note and say that a uh, couple of last episode I talked about a man Caligula killed from North Africa named Ptolemy mm-hmm. who may well have been related to Cleopatra except that didn't happen. Yeah, uh, that's true. Caligula was obviously an interdimensional hip hop mogul that's right that is what we decided well i was going over my history books the other day and i, I read that there was some time travel in caligula's past caligula's mm-hmm. past mm-hmm. and uh caligula's past he was a screenwriter yeah who penned many many movies uh what about on the bob? wiki page yeah okay uh mainly what about bob that's the only movie i can think of right now and he uh, wrote such songs as bullet famine bullet famine <laughs> Whatever the other one we said was. 
I mean, Hope's Don't Down Fear Up. That's what it's called. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is actually an appropriate song for Caligula to write. <laughs> Hope's Down Fear <laughs> Up. So, after the death of her father, Ptolemy, Cleopatra assumed power at age 18, uh, along with her younger brother, Ptolemy, who she then married, who was 10 years old. And this is different from her father, Ptolemy, and also her other brother, Ptolemy, whom she would also later marry. Nice. Yeah, but she can't marry her father. That would just be weird. Well, no, he was dead. He, oh, okay. Yeah. So I wish Cleopatra had been on a sitcom called Tall of Me. Is that a pun on all of me? Or? Yeah, and Tall of Me. <laughs> because is I, that a I phrase? Tall of Me? Like, it, oh, that's that's awfully tall of me. Is that, is that, is that a thing? It's not even a thing. I, mean, I think it name. should be. I, I think, think it should name. be. Oh, the name Ptolemy and... <laughs> And all of me. me, but also tall of me. Tall but that's me. not. Maybe that's like her catchphrase. And then everyone else's catchphrase is, "What are you talking about?" I thought it would have just been tall of me, but like in a disappointed voice, because mm-hmm. she could use that on literally any other. Character. Anybody else in the household? <laughs> tall of me, and they're all like, "What?" <laughs> We're gonna write a script later tonight, Zach. Right. That's that's gonna happen. All right, I got a pot of coffee going. So five months after she and her brother husband take power, she decides that she'd rather rule without him and takes his name off of all the official documents and takes his face off of all the currency. Also seems difficult because literally everybody had that name. Yes. I mean, which secures her power all the more. That means that ain't no Ptolemy going to come on in. A bunch of people who will go unnamed. (laughs) (laughs) So after she takes her brother husband, co-ruler Ptolemy, off of all the official documents, they go to war with each other uh, and she flees to Syria for safety, which that's the last in, time that in happened. In this day and age. Because <laughs> millions of people. Um, well, we're really, hit, we're really hitting all the topics tonight, guys. <laughs> yeah. And around the same time, and I'm going to try to not spend much of this real history talking about Julius Caesar or Mark Antony, but they do impact the story, so I kind of have to. At this time... <laughs> Thanks for the disclaimer that you then disclaimed. Right. <laughs> yeah, the, the old double disclaimer. Yeah, double, double D. Double. At this same time, the Roman Civil War is going on between Julius Caesar and Pompey and the forces of the Senate. Uh, and it is not going well for the Senate. Pompey, at this point, flees to Egypt, which is sort of... A vassal state of the Roman Empire. It's not fully annexed at this point, but it, its power has waned and it's basically subservient to this larger empire. Pompey flees to Egypt and Ptolemy, brother, husband, co-ruler, currently at war with Cleopatra Ptolemy. Not to be confused with her other brother, later husband, later co-ruler Ptolemy. Of course. That one kills Pompey. Uh, say like bad Ptolemy and good Ptolemy? We could do bad Ptolemy and good Ptolemy. <laughs> but I mean, the other one is also just fairly neutral. I don't know how good he was. I mean, from Cleopatra's point of view. We could do bad Ptolemy and Ptolemy. Mm-hmm. Which sounds like a cop show, actually. Mm-hmm. All right. A little bit. We'll work on that one, too. Yeah, yeah we, will. And, we will. So it's going to be a busy night. at the. I mean, you got to plan your spinoffs from the get-go. Of course, this yeah. day and age. It's a spinoff. Oh, so it's a spinoff of Tall of Me. Well, when yes. we started Tall of Me, we thought Ptolemy would be the breakout character, but it turns out people really like Ptolemy. <laughs> it's weird. Ptolemy is testing through the roof, but people really don't like Ptolemy. They don't. Not at all. So Ptolemy kills Pompey, uh, who Julius Caesar is trying to kill, but Julius Caesar doesn't like that Ptolemy kills Pompey. So Julius Caesar is basically like, well, I'm going to take over Alexandria now. And so Cleopatra sees this, thinks this is my chance to get power back from my brother and so she has herself snuck into the royal palace at alexandria uh according to most histories rolled up in a rug mm-hmm. kind of like a looney tunes cartoon would do it basically um, i think that's gonna be in like episode two 
Yeah. Episode two, she kind of like has to like hide mm-hmm. from something and she's rolled up in a rug. And So it's like how you'd escape from prison in like an old TV show. Well, I feel like that should be how she makes most of her entrances. Just like unrolling a yeah, rug into the room and she's, be a she's runner. Just that's, her, that's a great runner. That's, a, that's, that's her that's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's a rug. Like, oh my God. It's, hey, we got a new rug from the rug store. And like the rug store is owned by this crazy crew, Ptolemy, who... <laughs> Always selling rugs. <laughs> Always selling <laughs> rugs. He runs a rug store. What else is he going to do? <laughs> okay. I mean, go bankrupt, maybe. That's the other option, mostly. Yeah. Uh, so Caesar sees Cleopatra and is like, okay, I, I'll make you my mistress. And she's oh, like, that was a healthy conversation they had. <laughs> you know, it, was, uh-huh. it was an extremely healthy relation. Basically, the setup was, damn, girl. <laughs> That's, that, that's no it. That's it. That. No, that's yeah. all. I, when you're Julius Caesar, that is really all you need. Just damn girl. Have you read Julius Caesar? Yeah. Uh, I have. I've, he I've, says it no less than 15 times really? in that play. Yeah. Well, uh, it's very Shakespearean. They start their affair and basically... He's like, this- damn Brute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't get. I don't get what sort of update you're going for of Julius Caesar. Well, we're not really updating anything except for he says "damn girl" a few more times than he he a normally few would. More times. They begin their affair, and basically the setup is she'll be his mistress as long as Julius Caesar agrees not to annex Egypt and to keep it a free state. And that works for a while. Uh, Caesar kind of goes crazy for her. He builds a statue of Cleopatra. Uh, and the Romans don't like it yeah. uh, because Julius, <laughs> That's not everything. Yeah, Julius Caesar is married to Calpurnia, who I believe will probably come up in the next episode, which is Julius Caesar. The, the Romans don't like it, among many other things that Julius Caesar is doing. So they murder him. Uh, while mm-hmm. Cleopatra is visiting Rome along with her brother-husband Ptolemy the Fourteenth, who is different from her er- other earlier brother-husband, who was who, bad Ptolemy. Bad Ptolemy had a goatee for listeners. <laughs> so, yep. Just picture that in your. <laughs> Goatee Ptolemy drowned in the Nile. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, regular Ptolemy, he wasn't good. He was kind of indifferent Ptolemy. He's uh, he's a little pudgy. He looked like Kevin James. <laughs> a little bit. That's yeah. more than a little pudgy, I feel like. Ptolemy Blart, mall cop. No. no. Tall Blart. Tall Blart? He just went by Talia. <laughs> <laughs> Tall Blart, mall cop. So... After Caesar's killed, Cleopatra flees back to Alexandria. And uh, after things settle down, uh, Mark Antony, who becomes part of the triumvirate who rules Rome, calls on her. It's like, hey, prove your loyalty. And they fall in love, uh, which is how that happens. By I, all that's the- my opener at bars. <laughs> prove hey. your loyalty. <laughs> hey, baby, prove your loyalty. <laughs> and what's Does it fun- work better or worse than damn, girl? Uh, oh, geez. I'd say pretty equal rates. Pretty equal rates. Really? <laughs> Because damn girl is not that great, but I imagine it would work far better than prove your loyalty. Well, damn girl is all I say when I open with damn girl. And I you just, just stare it. into the middle distance afterwards. <laughs> so she and Mark Antony form a relationship. And by all accounts, this is the relationship Cleopatra cares most about in her life. She's actually invested in this one. Uh, they have two children in Alexandria named Alexander and Cleopatra, because of course. Antony even goes so far as to marry her in a traditional Egyptian style. Ceremony, uh, despite the fact that he's already married to Octavian's cousin, I want to say. 
We'll just call him Ptolemy. For Ptolemy. Yeah. Well, no, it, it's a it's a lady. I know. We can call so her Ptolemy, we'll call too. Ptolemy. <laughs> so Ptolemy. we're calling her a him Ptolemy. also. Yeah. Ptolemy. Ptolemy. So eventually, things between Octavian, who will later become Augustus Caesar, and Mark Antony fall apart, and another civil war erupts in Rome. Things go really bad quickly for Antony, but eventually things go so badly that he begins to think Cleopatra betrayed him, Ooh. and Cleopatra, hearing this, tells someone to tell him, that she died. And then he hears this and kills himself. And then Cleopatra hears this and it's like, not how I planned Whoops. it. Whoops! I thought, I thought that would help, I think. Was there like a sad trombone sound when she yeah. heard it? <laughs> yep. And then she had I mean, the trombonist executed. And she's got like a stable of Ptolemies just waiting. Mm-hmm. Eventually, Cleopatra retreats. And she... <laughs> retreats from the suicide? <laughs> well, no. She retreats eventually to commit suicide. Oh, Spoiler like alert. to seclusion and not like... We're talking a lot about civil wars here, and I'm picturing yeah. like battlefields and... Well, no, she's... Taking your armies elsewhere. And... Uh, Octavian's navy has the port of Alexandria surrounded. Basically. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. And, uh, of course, you were there. Yeah, you're uh, a Highlander. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, she's pinned down. Uh, she eventually kills herself with a snake. Now, there's some debate whether this was planned or more of, like, a suicide of opportunity. Whether, like, because basically the story is she was brought a snake. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm thinking, like, crimes she of opportunity as opposed to... <laughs> yeah, basically. Like, she got a basket what of What luck! <laughs> yeah. I just picture her in a room with, like, hey, a snake, well... What have I got to lose? <laughs> now or never. That's... Roll yourself up in a rug and let the snake loose. <laughs> but no, it's between that, like she's brought a basket of figs and there's a snake in it. And she's like, well, I have no other way out. And her asking someone to bring her a Ooh, basket of figs. he's checking on her figs. Yeah. They're really dropping the ball. Well, at this and point. And she hates figs. Is that, Why did you bring me? Yeah, I asked like... for only green M&Ms, which have not been invented yet. Yeah. Might as well. Well, did I like. Jason, how many times have I sent you a gift basket and... It's mostly figs. Mostly figs and then a snake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess I I can sympathize. How how many times have you... But I don't kill myself with that snake. I choke it with the figs. Hang it up on the wall. We're up to to five. We're up to five. Five that I've caught. I mean, uh, you've sent me a lot of gift baskets. I'm sure there are a few in the apartment. Why are you sending him so many gift baskets? Well, you know, big events. He went to a new DJ. The other, like, he saw a DJ... He went to a new DJ. What does that mean? Well, I went to him. That doesn't mean anything. (laughs) No, no, Brian. Brian, it makes perfect sense. It's like uh, some guy doing his first DJ gig. It was some guy doing his first DJ gig, Brian. Well, that's worth a gift basket. (laughs) For Jason, who was just going to it. Yeah. I mean, clearly we're not on the same friendship level, Brian. I set up a gift basket for this podcast. A gift basket. (laughs) Well... It's less impressive than an actual basket. Yeah, Zach's on top of his gift basket game. You need to step it up. You missed my wedding. It's, <laughs> I was wondering if that would come up on the podcast. <laughs> and again, I apologize for that. Basically, Cleopatra dies, and her son, she has a son by Julius Caesar, named Caesarian, which is actually Latin for Little Caesars. Little Caesar. <laughs> um, pizza, pizza. Yeah. Am I right? So... I didn't know that was Latin for Little Caesar, because now I could say I was born by a Little Caesar's. <laughs> <laughs> I can kill Macbeth. Maybe you've heard of it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was also a little Caesar baby. Five ninety nine. It's a good deal. Mm-hmm. How much I cost? <laughs> Caesarian takes power after Cleopatra dies, and he rules for eleven days, and then he's killed by the Romans, who then annex Egypt and becomes part of the Roman Empire. The Roman people hated Cleopatra because she was a foreign mistress to their emperor. Uh, but the Egyptians loved her. She was of the Ptolemaic pharaohs. They all spoke Greek, but she was the only one to actually bother to learn Egyptian. And she used like lavish displays of wealth. One of the famous stories about her is that at one point she bet Mark Antony that she could spend 10 million Roman Roman bucks. Mm. Uh, yeah. Destetri? Uh, ro- we'll call them Roman bucks. Wacky Caesars. Wacky Caesars. Caesar For five wacky bucks. Caesars, you can get one Caesarian. With, 5.99. With a loaf of Italian crazy bread, which they just called crazy bread. That's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever said. Uh-huh. She bet Antony that she could spend 10 million Roman bucks on one dinner. And so they just had two simple courses, and the second one was just a cup of vinegar, and she is said to have just dissolved one of her pearls in it and drank it, which is pretty gangster, I feel like. Yes. Does that is that a thing you can do? Yeah. I think. I don't, I mean, I would test it, but I don't have pearls. Yeah. Can we go back in go time to, the store. to that mugger who killed Batman's parents and just throw vinegar on them? <laughs> back in see. time to the mugger who killed... <laughs> <laughs> back... <laughs> That didn't actually happen. We can't go back. Well, well have, you, have you guys covered the topic of Batman yet no, on, on this podcast? Well, when you cover the top of bad, Batman, well, when you history. cover the topic of Batman, you can maybe retroactively create that history, Zach. That can be in your hands. Um, See if Batman doesn't show up in my first alternate history and every subsequent one. So yeah, basically, that's Cleopatra. She cared about her people. She cared about her country and keeping it free from Roman influence as much as possible. But the Romans won, and so they got to depict her as a seductress who is incredibly hungry for power, despite the fact that she's being she's fighting against Octavian, who's trying to conquer Egypt. Well. But Which let's, is her country. Let's see, like, where where's her standing these days? I mean, I think by all accounts, Cleopatra is regarded as a, a bad bitch. Mm, yeah. Am I wrong? I mean, I guess. Wrong to not in use the, that word. Not in that tone. Like a bad, <laughs> not like a, like a bad bitch. Bad. You gotta, you gotta, like, like uh, you gotta get that uh, in the like Pam Greer, like, kind yeah. of. Yeah. All right, so, Jason, I believe it's your turn with your take That's on what I was thinking about. History. I was thinking about how this shit really goes down. Uh, I mean, you, I feel like, Brian, you got, you got a lot of the things right. You got a lot of the points correct. Thank you. The takeaway was indeed pretty similar. Uh, so let's just, let's just rewind. I'll, I'll, I'll tell it how, how it happens. Uh, so Cleopatra the seventh was born to Mark and Rebecca the seventh in Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. It was Egypt. Oh, Jesus Christ. But this was in, this was in 69 BCE, which is very important to the story. Uh, Cleopatra had a very rare g- congenital birth defect. Were we supposed to make a 69 joke there? Was that the end? No, that's coming later. That's okay. coming later. <laughs> spoil, not to spoil it. Well, not to spoil a 69 joke. Heads up, guys. Woo, the most woo. popular joke number. Yep. It's when genitals and mouths get together. Twice. Twice, yeah. More than once. Well, yeah. At the same time. At the same time. Yeah. Synchronicity. <laughs> 
Serendipity. It really is a symbol of teamwork. Multiplicity. Now that I think about it. 69 du- should duplicity. be the number that is associated with teamwork. Yeah. Mm. What is there a number associated with teamwork? Two, I would imagine. <laughs> At least. And above. Two two and greater. All the way up to 69. But not so, 70. Anyway. No, not 70. That's that's just ridiculous. So Cleopatra had a very rare congenital birth defect that caused all of her joints and her wrists and elbows and knees to be locked at 90 degrees. And this was fucking hideous for her. Her parents hated it uh, because, like, while they were in Egypt, like you said, everybody loved Greek. They loved the Greeks. They loved... They did. Did I say that? I mean, you you, you inferred it. Uh, <laughs> it was seen to be lower to speak Egyptian. It was seen like a lower standing. Are to, you... Well, let me, let, let me finish. Also, when you say joints locked in 90 degrees, do you mean like... I think he means that stereotypical Egyptian walk that oh, people okay. do. Yes. That stereotypical yes. Egyptian. Everywhere she it's went, she was now. reminded that she walked like an Egyptian. But More you know what? That. You know, eventually she was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I gotta be me. And so she repopularized that whole look. She ultimately <laughs> had a halfway popular song written about it. Uh, by the Roman Emperor Caligula. And that was like way later. But she was way self-conscious about her look and her defect all the way until her middle age. So like 15. <laughs> but she was technically royalty. Uh, her parents, Technically. Technically. Even though she was just like hated for so long. Uh, her parents could not stand her for her gross deformity. So they sent her to public school. Uh, <laughs> And she fell into kind Why of a bad... put kids with deformities? <laughs> Obviously. I mean... Hey, Brian, we all went to public school, and I think we know why. But while she was there, she fell into a bad crowd. Uh, and took up, like, smoking. Fell into them. I was gonna yeah. say. Well, because she can't really walk great. Yeah, she was on a ledge. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse Just, me. like, tumbled over, and there's the bad crowd. Yeah. And they're smoking like, you cigarettes smoke? in the smoking pit yeah. below. Yeah. Smoking, drugs, graffiti... Mm. Yeah, she did all of these things. Uh, one time she carved uh, Principal Ramsey's Ram's Geese, which is, I mean, it's not very good, but yeah, it's what right. she did. I mean, um, she carved I mean, it into, she was in high school. Yeah, she carved and it into public, the side of public high school. Into the side of Principal Ramsey's Pyramid, uh, mm. which was, it was pretty impressive for the time because it did take her like a year and two months uh, to get that carved in there. And also it was all like hieroglyphs. So the like, administration was not watching super closely well that's what made it so impressive she had it kind of on the dl curious as to what what, what is this principal ramsey's oh let's see let's find out where this goes uh he i mean he was dead for a year by the time it was finished (laughs) but so she had to change it to rammed geese great yeah she was gonna say something much worse i don't know it's lost to the scrolls Uh, but the the, yeah the scrolls marvel villain yep she got mad props for that action, though, even though he was dead, even though her target was gone. Uh, bad kids, you know? She's she's hanging out with them. But, like, she's making an influence. She was... Bad kids, she's hanging out with them. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. That's part of the theme song to our right. new show. Tall of me. Tall of me. Tall of me. Like, she got high fives all around from everybody. I mean, she could do up high all right, but, like, down low was kind of tricky with her gross hands. Couldn't she just use the other hand? <laughs> yeah, but it was like... But- she didn't really go for that. But... This whole this whole popularity, this whole kind of like bad bitch in her attracted the attention of the uh, the captain of the football team, her brother Greg. Uh, and and you know what? She started getting into fucking. She started like right away. I, I know as you do. I know, and it's we've talked about this. That's I feel like that's already been glossed over enough. But she and Greg didn't do it much. It was just a couple times, and she decided, you know what? I'm not not feeling it. Not into this dude. He's my brother, Greg. 
It's weird to have sex when I'm stuck in this position. Yep. 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 All the time. Uh, so she took a little trip over to... Uh, it's also the... weird that there's someone named Greg yeah, well, in ancient Egypt. Yeah. Everyone in her family was named Greg. <laughs> Uh, so she so went over. It was like Greg the Thirteenth, then. Yeah, they just called him Greg, though. I mean, that was his jersey number. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. that's how they did those. That's how they assigned. That's the how they numbers. they invented jersey numbers based on like what number of human you are. What number of human? Uh, so she took a trip to the Isle of Lesbos, and just you know started just learning about her body, feeling things out. No, this was college. This was college. This was yeah. College. Uh, just kind of taking some time, not like to date anybody per se, but she was like, she's going on dates, but she doesn't really have any commitment. Like she doesn't want to like settle down. Don't, doesn't want anything super serious. Uh, needless to say, this did not go over well with her parents, Mark and Rebecca. Uh, they were super. Oh. <laughs> Mark. Greg Mark. Super. Well, Greg Mark. Mark is short for Greg. <laughs> oh, right. Of course. They were very conservative uh, Egyptian Baptists. They more or less disowned her at, at that point. And uh, it's Isis and Osiris, not Isis and Nephthys. Uh, she was like, you know what? Fuck it. I gotta be me. And the people fucking loved her for it. They loved her. Julius Caesar got a gotta be me tattoo across his chest. Uh, and she was like, damn. And then they started making babies immediately. Like a Beyonce figure. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm rethinking the rest of this now. Nonetheless, her girlfriends, her girlfriends were like, "Girl, you better slow it down. You just met this man. Uh, Mama knew what Mama wanted, and it was power. She wanted to have power over the men, and so she got it." Uh, right around that time, Caligula was uh, in his guitar-driven new wave phase, as we all know from the history books. Of course, yeah. When he went electric and he was a genius. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And he wrote that, that very, very popular song about her, Walk the Egyptians. He sold it to the Bengals. It was great. Uh, and everyone just Walk lost. Walk the Egyptians? Walk like an Egyptian. Okay. Sold... I think you confused it with uh, Walk the Dinosaur. I may have, but he also wrote that. So, I mean, mm. they're... they're... I, don't, I don't have time to explain this to you right now. Uh <laughs> He's so condescending. <laughs> so everybody lost it. Everybody's way in full Cleopatra mode. They love her. She got a hieroglyph designed after her. Uh, oh, yeah. She got an all-expenses-paid trip her to name. Rome. And her parents died of East Nile virus, which is, like, twice as bad. Uh, but then... They, uh, they just called it Nile virus because it's right there. No, it's, it's across never the crossed. Nile. Never crossed. Yeah. Never crossed yeah. the river. Uh, Julius Caesar, or uh, Juicy, as she called him, uh, he got assassinated because he wouldn't stop saying that I gotta be me thing. And like, just how everyone was fucking sick of it. And damn girl. And damn girl. Well, I mean, he said that too. That's, that's funny. That wasn't in, in my, that was in his story. But I mean, I, I guess there was some crossover. So she, she snuck back into Egypt in a rug. Uh, and she dated around a little bit, had a couple more kids, you know, nothing serious. Uh, but nothing, she, she had a couple yeah, kids. Yeah. No, nothing big, serious. no big. But she was in a rut at that point, and she was she was in a rug. At that she point. was in a rug. It was her preferred method of travel. Yep. Uh, she was she was stuck as a pharaoh. Stuck uh, as a. Stuck she was as a, a mother. God. Yeah. Uh, uh, just always behind a desk doing some uh, papyrus work. It was time for a change. Her on again, off again boyfriend uh, just died. And she wasn't so like, it's very off again well, at that it point. It became off again, but she wasn't too broken up about it. But it gave her an idea. Hey, I can kill myself. Yeah, that that is an idea. But here's the thing: once you are immortalized in song, you get immortalized for real. Mm-hmm. And she didn't realize that. So that snake thing, it happened. It was figs in a basket. Turns out, didn't notice a snake somehow. But that, no, oh, I think I'm dead. Figs in a basket. Figs in a basket with a snake. And she kind of passed out, and everyone was like, oh, no, she's dead. Roll her up in a rug. And 
in her honor. Yeah. I mean, because she loved it so much. That's why... She died as she lived. Yeah. That's why and, people roll corpses up in rugs today. Right. Uh, so, but she didn't actually die. In fact, like, she kind of... Oh, God, she got rugged alive. She got she got rugged alive, but it was more like... You guys, you guys know the movie Mannequin? Mm-hmm. So, they based Kim Cattrall on her. Not Kim Cattrall's character. They based Kim Cattrall on Cleopatra. You based a person on, a, on another person. Yes. So, she had to, like, update her appearance, like, every, every century or so, every generation, just so that she wouldn't get caught as, like, hey, you're, like, that old Egyptian pharaoh. Uh, which, like, was a, a popular phrase in the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. But where is she today, you ask? Oh, is she where is she today, Jason? Oh, she's around. <laughs> the fucking asshole Stop. answer. I love it. Are you implying that you're Cleopatra? <laughs> well, hang on. No. Hang on. No, no, I wish. Oh, my God. That would be that would be the best ending to this story. And honestly, the reality that I want this to turn into. However, no, that is not oh, how it is written. Sadly, it. no. Uh, she's Jennifer Lopez. Star of The Boy Next Door. Yeah. Yep. Oh, because... Yeah, because. that's why she married Mark Anthony. Yep. It was a it was she misheard his name. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> By the time that they were married, she'd already committed to it and she was like, "Well, uh, I mean, they got a divorce 10 years later." Uh, yeah, oh, they that's, got divorced. Yeah, uh, 2014. You seem weirdly upset that Mark Anthony and J-Lo got divorced. <laughs> well, Mark Anthony it. and Cleopatra. I mean, whatever. So, that's J-Lo Patrick. That's where Cleopatra. she is right now. American Idol hit records. Uh, the first the first draft of Jenny from the Block was actually Jenny from the 50-ton block of limestone. Uh, that was a little too on the nose. Well, Zach, I believe it's your turn to take over the proceeding. So, Toffee Guys, one end, there is the true-to-life story of Cleopatra, which is fairly interesting. There's a lot of Ptolemies. Yeah, oh, there's so Jeez. many Ptolemies. Yeah. Also, let's keep in mind that Jason's story established that anytime you write a song about a person, they become immortal. So that's... <laughs> Yeah, and those rules are going to have to be fleshed out if I accept that theory, because, like, what if you write a song retrospectively, retroactively? doesn't matter. They become immortal, I feel like. I mean, but if they're buried at that point, then, I mean. Then they're just trapped in the ground screaming to be freed. (laughs) Yeah. So the best vengeance is killing a person and then writing a song song about about them. them. American Pie was the worst thing to ever happen. Oh, no. Oh, Joe DiMaggio, where did you go? You're screaming in your grave, Joe DiMaggio. And it doesn't necessarily mean that's true today. It could be that the magic has left our world. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I accept that possibility. I just think that Cleopatra, as uh, an unwanted child from these terrible parents with this horrible deformity who lives in this terrible patriarchal society and is like, you know what? I'm gonna be me. Gotta I'm be gonna me. take back my my identity, and I'm gonna not only are you do intentionally that, rhyming that, but I'm gonna live for fucking ever. I mean, that's too beautiful a story to be kept. <laughs> oh, from beauty! <laughs> beauty is abound in that story. There's an adversity to that story. That shit's like it's remember like the Titans times the four. By Sapphire. Oh, thank you. Remember the Titans <laughs> times four. Remember, I want that blur to be all on of those book, Titans on a book cover now. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to go with uh, Jason's story, also because it's gonna make next week more interesting. Yep, that's true. Sweet. That's true. Jason, you are the victor. Huzzah! And to you go the spoils. What What are the spoils this week? Uh, the beer that you brought. 
Oh, nice. Thanks. Except the ones we drank. Yep. Oh. Well, Jason, thank you for being on the show. Mm-hmm. Zach, thank you as always for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. And for everyone here at The Rouginists, I'm Brian Flynn. I am Zach Powers. Damn, girl. I'm Jason Ward. I got to do my outro, too. That's your outro now. That's your thing now. So every time Jason's on the show, you're going to hit the bars now and just damn girl it up. And then your wife's going to be like, stop saying that to me. She has. <laughs> she has. Uh, that was part of your vows, right? You wrote your own. But his vows started. Damn girl. Damn girl. Damn girl. For and, her and, and me. Uh-huh. We'll see you next time. Uh-huh.